Thank you, Nikki, and thank you, everybody. And yes, Ryan asked me to mention today, amen, that he is in Swaziland uh, this weekend, uh, this week with the missions trip. So our pastor is there preaching the word in Swaziland. So uh, he just said, I must mention that and that he's thinking of us today. And, you know, I love that last song, I Speak Jesus, because it's very much what I'm speaking into the message today as we start our new series. And today I'm speaking into spreading God's word. And when I looked at my message title, which says, which is today, hashtag viral Bible, I pondered at what it means to go viral. So, you know, our generation, we, we're not so used to that as the kids are. And uh, so I looked it up in the dictionary to see what, what the dictionary says about if something goes viral. And, and what it said, it said that uh, it had two meanings, actually. The first meaning was um, mentioned that it's a video, image, or text spread by word of mouth on the internet or by email for humorous political or marketing purposes. And to me, what I understood by this, that, that it's an image or text or video clip that you post on social media and people like it so much that it takes off and they post it on their social media and their friends share it with their friends and then it goes viral, okay? And they say for a, for a post to go viral, it has to reach the masses. In fact, um, it also said that Experts disagree. They haven't come to an agreement of how many posts it needs for it to be considered as viral, but apparently one million views is a good place to start. So if there's like one million views, then it's gone viral, okay? And the second uh, meaning of the word viral that I found in the dictionary said this. It said, of the nature of, caused by or relating to a virus or viruses, and it also used an example like a severe viral infection. And boy, do we know all about that just coming through COVID. And one thing we know about these viruses, you know, as COVID like hit the world, is that they spread. And they spread rapidly if they're not controlled. And, um, you know, I'm sure some of you have seen these movies. I remember seeing this movie of this virus spreading. I think it was from a monkey. I don't know if you saw that movie, but, you know, how it spreads is, you know, somebody gets the virus and then they go like to a shopping center or a mall and they cough or sneeze and then say about five more people get it. They don't even know they've gotten it because, you know, it's not seen. And then they go into their communities, do about their business and cough and sneeze and and then it spreads to say about 15 others and they go into their communities and spread it into their communities and more and more people get it and eventually then it's out of control. And, you know, this the viral thing actually isn't new because right from the beginning of time, something went viral and it was sin. Sin came in when Adam and Eve sinned. What happened? It spread. It spread to more and more people. More and more people were affected by sin, and it caused so much heartbreak in the world. And, you know, there was addiction that came in. Fear came in. Sickness came in. And people died because of that, because of sin. And um, they're still dying today. 
Many, many lost their lives for eternity because of that viral thing called sin. And they're still losing their lives for eternity today because sin went viral. But we do thank God that he did send the cure. He didn't leave us in that incurable state of disease when sin went viral. But he sent a cure. And Romans chapter 5, verses 14 to 15 says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Who is a type of him who was to come? But the free gift, isn't it wonderful that it's a free gift? This medication is free, okay? The free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more, church, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. So we see that Jesus is the cure to the sinful condition. But it doesn't help if we know the cure and we keep it to ourselves. Because you see, uh, if we are t- talking about making the Bible go viral, it means that we're going to spread it. It means that we're going to touch one life here, touch one life there. It means that when we go to the mall, we're going to touch a life. It means that when we go to work, we're going to touch a life with the w- word of God. And it means that we're going to spread it on the internet. We're going to send emails out with the word. We're going we're to post it on our social media, on Facebook, YouTube. WhatsApp, TikTok, Instagram, we're going to post the word. And it means that we are also going to be strategic about it and we are going to be relentless about it. I pray to God, church, that God will fill us with such a passion to spread the word of God, to spread the word of God in the world. So wherever people have questions and problems, they are going to encounter the word of God because we're going to spread. When they want to know how to do their marriage as well, they're going to encounter the word of God. When they they want to know how to bring up their children well, they're going to encounter the word of God. When they're going to want to know how to be successful, they are going to bump into the word because we as God's people are going to put it out there. We're going to flood people's emails. We're going to spread it in our cities and in our communities, and it's going to go out and out and out like these viruses spread. I pray truly that God will fill us with a boldness and an urgency to spread his word. And and you might ask today, but why must we have this urgency? Why, Why must we? Why is it so important? Why is it so important for us as Christ followers to get the word of God out there, to make the Bible go viral? Why is it necessary for us to spread it in every place, whether it's in person, online? Why is it necessary? And and how do we do it effectively? How do we get this word out there? Well, firstly, it's important to spread the word because it's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, if you buy something and you want to know how to use it properly, uh, you have to read the instructions. You know, to find the truth out about it. Otherwise, you're going to mess up that thing that you've bought. For instance, when I bought my car, you know, these cars are run by computers these days. It was quite scary the first time I got in my car because it's 
this switch and that switch and this light goes on. It's like, what is it doing now, you know? And so I had to read through the instruction manual and I had to customize myself with that manual so that I could find out the truth about my car. So when, you know, my car warns me all the time, if, if, if I don't have my seatbelt on, a light goes on. If, I, if it needs a service, it warns me. Recently, my turbo packed up, but there was a yellow light flashing on my dashboard for a long time, and I ignored it. Because when I looked in the manual, it said diesel engine fault. And I thought, oh, that sounds expensive, and it was. But anyway, but you see, the truth about my car and all that is found, found you know, all about it is found in that manual. And church is the same with the Bible. The Bible is the manufacturer's handbook. And in there we find the truth. And there's warning signs. You know, you might be reading a verse today and then you go to work and somebody shares the same verse. Ever happened to you? And you're, oh, God, I think you're warning me or you're speaking to me. Or you might just read a verse and it just like seems to pop out to you. And, um, and then you, you listen to a preach and the, the guy's preaching about the same verse. Or, or you go to your circle group and somebody gives you a verse or two and then, it warns you about your future. So we see here that the word of God, you know, it, it, it tells us the truth. It, it's the manufacturer's instructions, and it tells us the truth about our lives. It tells us the truth about our identity. It tells you who you are in Christ. It tells you the truth about relationships. And it tells you the truth about how to live successfully. In John 8, verses 31 to 32, says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if, look at the big if, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And church, the world out there is starving for truth. They are looking for truth. They don't know where the truth is. They're struggling about, with all kinds of issues because they don't know the truth. In fact, many in the world are deceived. Do you know what deception is? When you believe a lie to be the truth. That is when you go into deception, and that's where we come in, because we have the truth. We have the word of God, and we can tell them the truth because we have the handbook for life. The creator of the universe, God Almighty, the creator of every one of us sitting in this room, the creator of every human being on this earth, he didn't leave us in the dark when it came to, to, for us to find out how to do our life. As I said, he left us with the Bible. And so we can know the truth and we can be set free and we can step out there and, and set others free. So let's get the truth out there. The second reason why we should spread the word is it's because it's the Great Commission. It's what Jesus commissioned us to do. In Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. 
And so Jesus starts off the Great Commission by saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. You know, somebody said to me once, if there's a therefore in the Bible, then ask what it's there for. So it says, all authority has been given. And it's there because Jesus tells them, he starts off by telling them how, what the attitude they must have when they go out, before they go out and spread the word, what attitude must they have? They must have the attitude of, my God is in charge. All authority, Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. So you see, he has commissioned us. We don't have to wait for man to tell us. We don't have to wait for man's approval. He has called you. He has anointed you. He has appointed you. Everybody sitting here that's a believer is a, has been commissioned by Jesus to go into all the world and to preach the word and to make disciples. So we don't need his approvals. We need to have this kind of attitude when we, we get ready to go and spread the word. And please note, when Jesus instructed his disciples to go and make disciples, he never gave him the option of, well, you know, if you feel like it, if it makes you happy, um, you know, if you're in a good mood, then please will you go and make disciples. If you look at this, it was a command. It was like, go into all the world and, pre and make the disciples. So this means that we can't just sit back and relax and expect the world to come to Jesus. They're not going to come, church, if we don't go out there and spread the word. Won't you just say to the person next to you, it's your job. And online, you can post those words, it's your job. You see, we must realize that God doesn't have a plan B when it comes to this. He, he doesn't have the angels on standby. He hasn't said to the angels, you know, just be on standby in case they fail, in case they're too lazy to do it, or in case they just don't believe me. And you know, won't you just be on standby so that you can just quickly step in and do the job? No. God has chosen his church to do that work. He wants us to go out there to all the world and to spread the gospel to the nations. And verse 20 tells them, teach them to observe all things I have commanded you. So where do you find the commands of Jesus? You find them in the Bible. So we need to go, you know, we need to teach and instruct them in the word of God. So the second reason why we should be passionate about spreading the word of God is because it will, the word will bring change in situations. Let's look at it, what Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 11 says. It says, God speaking to his people, he says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Then he starts to make a comparison here. He says, For just... As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It's the same with my word, he says. I send it out, and it always, church, it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to 
and it will prosper. It will prosper wherever I send it. So verse 8 starts with, you know, our thoughts, God's thoughts are not like our thoughts. Where do we find God's thoughts? Did you know that the Bible is a record of God's mind? If you want to know his mind, look in the word. It tells you what, how he thinks, what he thinks about certain situations. You will find it in the word. And I love verse 10 and 11 because he compares it to as the rain and snow come down, they water the earth. You know, it, it, it causes grain to grow. It produces seed for the farm. He says, my word is the same thing. So when we spread the word, what happens is that things begin to change. Can I tell you that the minute the word comes into a situation, that situation begins to change. We do not preach a dead word, church. The Bible says that the word of God is active. It's alive. It's powerful. So when we preach the word, the minute we spread the word, things begin to change. Things come into alignment. God's word will never return void. It will always produce what it should produce. And you know, as I was preparing this, I saw this in South Africa. What if we flooded South Africa with a word? What if we flooded the government with a word? What if we flooded our schools with a word? What if we flooded our families with a word? Because I'm telling you that it will change our country. It will change our family. Because the word of God is that powerful. It, 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 will, bring, it will bring forth fruit and it says here that it will prosper wherever God sends it. And look at the result of preaching the word in verse 12 and 13. It says you will live in joy and peace. How many of you want to live in joy and peace? I certainly do. Then we need the word. Okay? The mountains and hill, hills will burst into song. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Hey, God needs to root out the thorns in our nation. We need some cypress trees to grow in this land. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Because when the word goes out, God moves, church. God moves. God changes lives. And fourthly, we should be passionate about spreading the word because it has the power to save lives. Romans 1 verse 16 says, for I am not, Paul writing to the Roman church, he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek for myself, I was 19 years old when I experienced this very thing. A new Christian, her name was Surieta, she led me to Christ. We were uh, both in Pretoria at the time at, at college, and we were both boarding at the YWCA. And actually, I want to thank the YWCA today. This is going on, on TV, so if they hear it, for their commitment at that time to spread the word of God. Because... Uh, I couldn't find place in the, the, the residence of, the, of Pretoria College. It was full when I applied. So uh, the only other option was a YWCA. And if you applied 
for residents at the YWCA, every girl that applied had to sign an agreement that you will go to their Monday night Bible study. I wasn't saved at the time and I hated this, but I was desperate for accommodation, so I signed, very clever of them. And so every Monday night we had to go to the Bible study and over the 18 months that I stayed there, I began to come under conviction. Every time I remember sitting in those Bible studies and I started feeling I'm a sinner. I'm actually a rotten sinner, you know, and I started becoming aware of sin in my life. Anyway, then out of the blue, my friend Sureta, she got saved. I don't know how she got saved, but she did. And her life totally transformed overnight. It was like she became another person right before my eyes. Honestly, I just, I, I was astounded by it because she was just totally different. Um, and so, you know, that really, really hit me. And then the YWCA, one Monday night, they screened a film called Thief in the Night. Quite a scary movie. And I didn't know what was going on in this movie. Uh, it was about the rapture, and I'd never heard of the rapture. Um, so I, I didn't really know what was going on in the movie, where these people had disappeared to or, you know. But as the movie progressed, I became so aware of the fact that Jesus was coming again. And I knew for sure as I was sitting there that night that if he came that night, I certainly wasn't ready. I was really, really scared as a young person of dying. So I, I was filled with fear, actually, when I, when I watched that movie. And after the movie, they normally serve tea and coffee, and, but I just couldn't stay. I couldn't stay for tea. I, I rushed upstairs to my room. I closed the door. I fell on my knees. I didn't even know what I was doing, and I just said, God, help me. And as I prayed those words, God, help me, there was a knock on my door. It was Surietta. She said she was literally pushed upstairs to my room. And she said to me, Deirdre, I can't remember the exact words, but it was something like, Deirdre, you need to give your life to Jesus. The, the Bible commands it. A new Christian, she didn't know the word much herself. She prayed the sinner's prayer with me, and I'm telling you, church, my life has never been the same. From that day to this, he totally, totally transformed my life. I knew Jesus had come into my life. So what can I ask you today to think about how you came to Christ? And I'm sure for most of you, someone shared the word, someone shared the story of Jesus with you. And I want you to think today, what would have happened if they had not shared the word with you? What would have happened if that person had not invited you to this church or had not invited you to that circle group or that ladies camp or that men's breakfast? Where would you, you probably wouldn't be sitting here today and I just want to thank God that um, I just dread to think what would have happened to my life if, I, if the YWCA hadn't forced me to go to their Bible study and if Sureta had not knocked on my door that day. And I just thank God for those Christians that have been willing to go and do, to step out there, to get uncomfortable and to just spread the word of God and realize that it has the power in the word as we preach the word, it will save so many lives. 
It will save our nation. It will save the world. That's, that's how powerful it is. So let's look at a few tips today on how to spread the word of God. And won't you just say to the person next to you, memorize and meditate. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Sorry, I've just lost my place. Shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in a day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So church, uh, you know, and to meditate means to imagine, study, talk, utter. That's what it means to meditate. And you see, you can't spread a virus you don't have. You can't spread the word if you don't have the word. If you're not filled with the word. And honestly, it's not difficult, church. For me, I brought my little promise box with me today. Because when I was 19 years old, I bought this. <laughs> I've still got it. <laughs> And um, it's very old. I mean, the, the, it's, it's a bit cracked, the lid. But you know what? I used to just take, and I still do sometimes, just one verse a day. Peace I leave with you, it says, my peace I give unto you, John 14, 27. I would just meditate on that. Think about it all day. Some people, I remember in the church I was in, they used to just put it on in their car for the day and just think about that scripture. And can I tell you, that's how I've come to know the word. You know, so, some people say to me, well, Deja, you really know the word. Well, it was from this little promise box. Just taking one scripture at a time, one day at a time, consistently, daily, just getting to know the word. You know, we learn the best, most, but with repetition. So, it's, you know, just seeing these scriptures over and over and over again. And so I want to encourage you to meditate and to memorize the scriptures. We owe it to our calling to do that. Secondly, ask God to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus left this earth, he said these words to his disciples, and I'm using the Amplified Bible today because it amplifies the meaning of the word power that I want to talk about. It says, but you shall receive power, and it means ability, efficiency, and might. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. You see, the baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us, church, to preach the word. We can't do God's word in our, work in our own strength. We need God's power. We need his ability. For me, I'm the shyest person you can get. I'm an introvert, actually. If you ever told me I would stand on this stage and preach the word, I would have run a million miles because I'm not naturally that kind of person. But when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, I felt that night I could stand before kings and preach the word boldly. And we see that with the early church. They waited for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They waited for that baptism, and then they, it says they went everywhere and they preached the word. So if you, if you want to know more about it, you're welcome to attend our Faith 100 course. We speak more into it there. Or, or if you, and if you do know about it, you can just simply ask God to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I was on my own. 
I kid you not, I was a new Christian on my own. I asked God to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I went to the loo and I broke out in tongues. <laughs> that's, that's how I was baptized in the Spirit. Um, so, you know, you can be on your own or you can ask another believer to pray with you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then thirdly, the last uh, uh, thing I want to say in, in spreading the word effectively is you need to practice what you need to preach. According to the Barna Group, only 4% of unchurched adults were invited to church by a friend and actually went. 23% were invited but declined, and a whopping 73% were never invited at all. And so they, they say that there are a few reasons why this isn't working. Firstly, it's because many Christians don't build relationships with non-Christians, and we will look more deeply into that in the series. But, but it's a second reason that I want to highlight today, and it's because even when we do develop these friendships with the lost, many of us lack the practical conversational skills we need for talking about God. You see, church, we must get skilled. If God has called you and I to spread the word, we better get skilled at it. And we, we better practice what we need to preach. And there's a few easy ways of doing this. Firstly, we have our salvation. We call this our salvation pack. This is, this is a card somebody takes when they receive Jesus as their savior. In the first part of it um, is, is the whole salvation story. And you can even learn it off by heart. It's got the scriptures, it's got the vocabulary you need to share Jesus with somebody. So why not pick one up even today and start learning it off by heart. At the back is the next steps of their salvation. Once they've received Jesus, you can go, just go through this whole thing. And for those of you who want to go digital, there's, there's a wonderful app that you can download. And, um, and you, can, you can actually practice your preaching with this app. It's called Share Your Faith. And when you go into it, an audio recording takes you through each step of the salvation story. It even preaches for you <laughs> as you're sitting with that person. So how, how easy is that, church? How easy is that? And I'm now going to share it with you. And it starts, this, the audio comes on and it, starts, it says this. It says, God loves us and wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to help us on our journey through life and into eternity. And if you see at the bottom there, there's, there's a Bible thing that you can press. If you press that, all the scriptures of salvation, for, for instance, on this, this, this interface, it will say, it will give you John 3.16, for God so loved the world, it gives you Revelation 1, behold, I stand at the door, knock, if anyone opens the door, I will come in. So it gives you all the scriptures on you and your relationship with God. The next, the next slide says, however, we have chosen to go our own way. Our sins have caused a separation between God and us. And, and if you press on the Bible, it will say, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. You see, I know them off by heart already. Um, I've learned them off by heart over my life, you know, through my life. And then the next portion says, most of us are aware of the separation and we try to get right with God by doing good works. And then it continues, to work our way to heaven, we'd have to be perfect, but no one is. We all sin, 
and fall short of God's standards, of course, we, we have that scripture that says that as well. And then it goes on to say the Bible says a penalty for our sins is death, spiritual separation from God forever. These words, and you see the words there, alone, pain, lost, separated, forever describe the kind of experience. But God doesn't want this to happen to anyone. It goes on and says, so God did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He sent Christ to die to provide a bridge so we could cross over. These words, love, hope, peace, trust, friend, and future describe what comes from a relationship with Christ. It then says when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for us. He paid the penalty for our sins and rose again to prove he is the savior of the world. So, you know, it goes on and then it says, um, it's not enough to just know this. To cross over to God, we need to personally receive Christ by asking him to forgive us and come into our lives. And then it asks, does this make sense to you? And I want to ask you today, does this make sense to you? And if you click yes uh, on, on the app, it says, based on this diagram, where are you? Then it's, it shows four figures, you know, people close to God, people not so close to God. And then, you know, up, I just pressed the one that was furthest from God so, just to show you. And then if, if, if you click that one, it takes you to the next uh, um, diagram and it says, would you like to receive Christ and cross over to God? And one of the scriptures it gives you there on the Bible is for as many, John 1, 12, for as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become sons of God. And this is what I want to ask everyone in the room and online right now. Whilst I've just shared the gospel through this app, will you just take a moment to close your eyes right now? And I want to ask you the same question. If you haven't received Christ right now as your personal savior, would you like to receive him and cross over to God? If God is tugging at your heart, and I want to ask you to please respond. Please, will you raise your hand to confirm, not so much to me, but to him. Yes, Lord, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior. Will you just raise your hand right now? God is tugging at your heart, and he's calling you, and I see those hands going up all over. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, the angels in heaven are rejoicing right now. Your life is about to change. The word of God is just coming into your life. Circumstances are beginning to change even now as you're responding. Anybody else, you, you say, yes, Israel, that's me, as I did on when I was 19 years old. Yes, I do need to receive him. Anybody else? Are we going to pray in a few minutes? Yes, I see those hands. And so we're going to just pray with those people right now, church, and we're going to practice what we need, need to preach also. Let's practice the sinner's prayer together. And for those of you who raised your hands, I want you to pray this by faith and believe that Jesus is coming into your life as he promises he will. Let's pray right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying for me on the cross and for paying the penalty for my sins. Please forgive me for all I have done wrong and come into my life and begin to lead me. I give my life to you and I receive you 
as my personal Lord and Savior. I pray this as sincerely as I know how. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Oh, let's just give them a hand, church. Let's celebrate with them. You know, the Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice when a sinner repents. And we just welcome you into the kingdom of God right now. If you made that decision, Jesus has come into your life. And, and we would really love to help you and assist you on your spiritual journey. So we do have these salvation packs as you leave today. For those of you online, Jessica will now post a link for you. Please also, so that you can download this. Would you consider filling in your details? There is a tear-off strip here that you can fill in your details and then just hand it in at our information desk so that we can connect with you and help you on your spiritual journey. And for the believers in the room, I just want to challenge you to commit to making the Bible viral, to spread it everywhere. Will you ask God to use you right now, just in these few moments before we close, I want you to make a commitment to God. Just right now, just the Lord's looking at our hearts. to say, Lord, will you use me? Will you use me to spread your word? And, and, and God is going to take you up on that and you know, will you, you make it, will you make yourself available to share the word at your workplace, to post it online? Why not commit to posting a few scriptures online every week and sending out some emails and just ministering to the people around you? And we're going to do that by memorizing and meditating on the word. We're going to ask God to baptize us with the Holy Spirit so that we can be those powerful witnesses. And we are going to Practice what we need to preach so that we can spread the word of God out there with confidence. So let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today that you, you are calling us, Lord. It's time. And Father, I pray that your church will rise up. Rise up and affect this community. Lord, that you will thrust out the laborers into the field, that we will, we will go into the highways and byways, that we will give that person a word at, 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 at the stop street or when we're filling our car with petrol or when we, when we are going to work, Father, that you will just use us mightily, Father. And, and thank you, God, that you've chosen to use us and that you will work with us, that your word will not return void that it will be powerful, Lord, as we step out there in faith. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.